He said, you need a course on getting your, <laughs> getting your spouse yeah. on board. He was on I'm board, in. she was I bought in, I can sell anything to anybody except for my spouse, yes. right? What's up guys, welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I'm here with my main man, Dave Savolich. Hey. We're back to our Whiskey Wednesday segments where we're gonna talk about a little bit going on in our world, some hot topics in the short-term rental world, and then we always open up some questions that you guys send in that we cover and answer live on these episodes. So Dave, you always have the agenda, my man. Let's you, go, You, you yeah. told me you feel like a TV producer right before I, we started. I know, here. jeez. Like you gotta come up with yeah. topics and it's, it's stressful, I didn't go to right? school for that. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, I, I hope you're not too stressed. No. What, what do we got on the agenda well, today? Well, uh, big news for you and your family. You finally you got in the house yeah. last week. That's Jeez. exciting, huh? You finally got moved in. Long yeah. It's a, well, we bought that in uh, mid-September and uh, about a three-month remodel. So that yeah. was uh, we're, we're happy to be in for sure. It's you know it's nice that you were able to do the remodel without living there. That's oh, a tough. Yep. That's a that's a tough situation and challenging on the yep. family and everybody. And you don't have to fuss with everything in there and so forth. And and now you're in, and it, one, it looks awesome. I mean, still yeah. a few things that you're tightening up and buttoning up, right? Yeah, we're just things. kind of unpacking now. Yeah. We, we were uh, we were fortunate we were going to keep our current house that we're living in. We were going to turn that into a short-term rental, leave it furnished, rent it out. We actually, because it was furnished, one of our um, neighbors actually, their house burned down over Thanksgiving, and they needed a furnished rental. And so they were like super excited to have somewhere that they could move right. into. It so was all furnished. Hope, like they were out of town, yeah. nobody got hurt, but a really unfortunate situation. But because we had that, we were gonna keep it as a short-term rental. Now we've got, they're in it for 18 months where they rebuild, yeah. paying short-term rental rates. And uh, I mean, it's a, it great. turned out to be a really nice thing for us yeah. on that property side, but also really nice for them to be able to yeah. be really within the same neighborhood of, of uh, they, rebuilding they and, yeah, and not yeah. having to uproot everything in their family yeah. and everything else. Yeah. So it, it, that worked out for both of us. And then, but we got out and we're in the new house and uh, that's awesome. It's, it's fun, a new chapter. It's fun yeah. to be there, right? It's fun, awesome. Yeah, fun to be in have, the new house. Yeah, it's fun. New, and, new chapter. And yeah, new, for sure. uh, I guess, new traditions for, for the upcoming Christmas here. Yeah, in a few weeks. yeah, we got Christmas right around, right, yeah. right in the smack dab in the middle of it right now, right? <laughs> that's I mean, awesome. we're, we got, yeah, I mean, we moved in with decorations up, right? Instead yeah, of, right. Instead you of did, like yeah. the regular stuff right. on the Christmas, Teresa yeah. gets crazy with Christmas decorations. Yeah. So we haven't seen the real decorations yet, just Christmas stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're excited. It's going to be fun. Well, that's been good. That's been a long process. Glad you guys are in. So. Good. Yeah, we are too. And uh, and and you, hey, you were my, you were right there with oh. me all on Friday getting Listen, to get us I, out. I took a couple of days off with my workouts because I was just lifting stuff, and put it in your house. <laughs> I, so I that's appreciate good. that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about a, a trending topic. Okay. Something that's there. Um, so the thing today is, and it's come up a few times. A few people have, have asked, and it's, and it's really a trending topic: is how important are online reviews? Mm. You know, there's uh, everybody. Mm you know, always has that in the back of their mind with short-term rentals or, or with things that they buy. But I want to maybe dive in a little bit on really how important they are and how to get good reviews. Yeah. And are they as important as we think they are? Absolutely. They're extremely important. I mean, it's one of the things that you, especially with a brand new listing, it's a race to get those first 10 to 15 five-star reviews, really put yourself in that category of, you know, you've got that third-party endorsement. Mm -hmm. That's all reviews are. Right. You're getting those third-party endorsements to say, yeah, I like this property or here's what I liked about it. Here's what I didn't like about it. It's really good feedback for us as hosts, but it's really, really important for guests to see it, right? Mm -hmm. Potential guests to yeah. look at them, read them, just like you do when you buy anything. When right. you go on Amazon, you read all the reviews. Yep. We do the same thing when we rent short-term rentals. And 
they're extremely important. And going from you know five stars down to four nine, four eight, four seven, each one of those steps, a four seven doesn't sound like a bad rating. That's where you start to get into, okay, now it's really a questionable property, right? right? And so right. it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a big deal. And there's a lot of different strategies and tactics. And we can talk about a few of those now on how you get reviews and how you continue to build those reviews and become you know, a preferred type of a property on Airbnb, right. all those things. When you're a brand new property, it's still really, really important to have some sort of third party validation, right? right? Sure. And so you got to mix in reviews creatively throughout your listing on the photos and the mm -hmm. description and everything else because you don't have a list of reviews. Nobody wants to be the first one to the party, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, I'm gonna show up a little bit late. I want everybody to be there, yeah. right? Yeah. It's no different when you have a brand new property. And so you might have this amazing property and in part of the launch phase, we're really aggressive on our price, aggressive on the low side on the price because we're really trying to buy some of those reviews. Right. Deliver this really amazing property with a really low price where people are like, man, I got way more than I paid for. Right. And because we want to get those reviews, those reviews are so important. And really that number of reviews, I always say between 10 and 15 is the minimum that you should be chasing right. after, right. right? Right. So how do you get reviews, right? Because so many people, management partners that we, that we hire and we work with, those of you that self-manage your properties, they go out and they just, they have these automated systems. Hey, thanks for being a great guest. Please leave us a review. Here's how you do it. And we ask them to leave us a review, ask them to leave us a review. We never get reviews. Less right. than 10% of people leave reviews. So if you're getting trying to get 10 to 15 right. reviews, you have a lot, you have to have a lot of stays. And 10% there, right? of the people leave mm -hmm. reviews, you do the numbers, that's mm -hmm. 100 people coming in. Well, in a, a good year for a, a short term rental, it's probably 50 to 60 guests coming in. That's a check in right. and check out every single week. Yeah. And so, that takes a long time to build that up, and that's the that's the game that most people play. Right. Well, you need to accelerate that, right? The the goal is to accelerate that in that first one to two months. We want to get you know eighty to ninety percent of the people to leave reviews. So mm -hmm. how do we do that? One of the things we've been doing for you know three or four years now, and it still works beautifully well. Like is we actually go out because guests on the platforms on Airbnb, Verbo, they also have profiles and they also rely on reviews. As us as hosts, when somebody books our property. We we go look and see who's staying in our property. Right. Well, if that guest has a whole bunch of really negative reviews or doesn't have a really good reputation, then we're gonna cancel the booking. We're mm -hmm. gonna say, nope, I don't want you in my property. Right. You've got a history of parties. You've got hosts that are saying that you trash their, their place, whatever it was. So reviews are important to the guest as well. So what we do, is we go out and when we have a great guest and we say, hey Dave, thanks thanks so much for staying at our property. You treated it amazing. It looks better when you left than when you checked in. And we right. went ahead and left you an amazing review on the platform because we know the other hosts see that. And we want the, you know, I know that every host would yeah. be happy to have you as a guest. Yeah. And we send that message to them. We don't ask for a review, but about five minutes later, we say, hey Dave, if you had a great stay at our property, we would love, you know, reviews for help us review as well. Us. Yeah. yeah, and we just yeah. say, reviews really help us as well. It's a new property, even if it's not, if it's a new property, I'll put that in there. If it's not, we just say, reviews help us as well. If you had a five-star stay, we'd love to have a five-star review. Yeah. And if there's anything we can do different or change, please let us know as well. 80% of the time, we get reviews back because yeah. that, that what it is, and I believe it's just the law of reciprocity, right? right? We did something for them, now they feel kind of that, that that obligation almost to do something back for us. Sure. And so yeah. we left them yeah. a review, they'll take the time and give yeah. us a review. And it's a little bit of work for the, the property owner, but yep. that's okay. You know, the more effort, the more work you put in, the better results and, and the, the more you get out of it. So. Yeah, and, and you've got to be able to leverage those reviews too, yeah. right? And then- and put, then, them in your, put them in your listing, just yes. take- 
copy and pepper paste them all throughout yeah. that listing yeah. uh, you know in the descriptions of your property and the photos everything else you want to uh, all of your marketing assets if you're running paid ads being able to know how to take those reviews and use them to generate new business. Mm -hmm. And so, right. you know, it's not only important for your profile online on the Airbnbs, on the Verbos, they're so valuable if you understand the paid marketing game and the right. direct booking right. game, right. to be able to use those in your marketing to be able to generate new business. Yeah. And so it, it, reviews are really, really important. Well, it's also important, you said earlier, for the, for the owner to take feedback from the reviews. Yeah it's really good, whether it's a positive or a negative review. If it's a positive review and they like certain things, make sure you understand that's super important for them. Yeah. If there's things that they don't like, then obviously make some changes or update or, or do some things yeah. to really help. But it's good for, for us, the property owners as well. Yeah, so. and most of the time when you do an amazing job, even when you have an issue, if you had great communication, you right. took care of the issue, they'll still leave you a five-star review and they'll say, man, Dave, you did, you know, we right. the, the hot water was out and Dave was right over yeah. there immediately and took care of it. I mean, communicated yeah. with us the whole time. It's five stars. Right. Even right? if they have a something that went yeah, wrong. Something went wrong mm -hmm. or not, it wasn't perfect, that you still can get a five star review depending the on way how you, you handle, handle it. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then in the instance that you get a bad review. Let's say somebody came into your property and gave you a bad review for whatever reason yeah. and you feel it's unjustified. What a lot of owners and property owners do is they get very defensive. You don't ever want to get defensive right. when you're responding to a negative review yeah. because you are judged on your response. Sure. A, a prospective guest will read those reviews, they will read your response, right. and they will judge you based on yes. how you respond. Yeah. If you get very, yeah, if you, you get don't very deal with this catty guy. and yeah. back and forth, and you get very defensive, yeah. that doesn't bode, that doesn't look well for you, right. right? But if you're very professional, let's say you gave me a bad review, and I'd say, hey Dave, I really appreciate the feedback. I have uh, we weren't aware. That, that, right. that this was a that this was a problem. Thank you so much for you know being a great guest, bringing it to our attention. We went ahead and took care of this and fixed it, so this is never going to be an issue for somebody else. If you left me a bad review, and then I responded very right. positively yeah. and took care of the issue and said, "Hey, yeah. almost thanking you for bringing it to our attention," somebody else is going to read that and be like, oh, "That's a that's a good host, mm -hmm. right? I like that what they're doing." And they also will read between the lines, especially those ones that are that seem a little unjustified or a little nitpicky. We've all read reviews and you're like, really? You gave them a three because you yeah. know you didn't like the color of the wall. There are those reviews that you they happen. They're not they're they're few and far between. So it's not something you're dealing with very often, truly. But it, especially if you're proactive with people and very and you communicate well, your property manager communicates well. You almost never have you, you don't deal with negative reviews. Right. Even if you get negative feedback, most people will keep that behind closed doors essentially and let you let you take care of it give you the feedback in the instance that you actually that it is front facing on a review the way you handle it says it, it will speak volumes about you as a host your professionalism and and sometimes that actually gives you even that that step ahead right. of somebody else just because we like predictability. We like to know if there's a problem. I want to know how somebody's going to handle yeah. it. Yeah. And if I see somebody that handled a problem well, then I'm even more likely to go to them, especially if I'm if I'm considering two properties. They both have really good reviews. They both look like great properties. This one actually had a problem, and I saw how they handled the problem. That can actually put you ahead of the game yeah. over the exactly. other person. Where sure. I'm not sure how they're going to handle. Yeah. It. No, I think it's good. There's a there's a lot there, and and it it proves that reviews are super important. Yeah. And there's a lot of different things that you can do to 
you know, help your views, to be proactive, to take advantage of them, to take feedback. Yeah. So in the end, they're so important because yeah. everybody looks at them. Even like you said, when you buy something on, on an online platform, I Amazon or something, you look at the reviews and you see how many people yeah. bought and what the five star, four star, and you decide. So, yeah. all right. So here we got a couple of questions okay. from uh, a awesome. few people out there. What is your advice for allowing use of a golf cart, boat, car, for your guests stay. You know, there's a lot of these amenities that people have to decide. You know, maybe it's a golf cart community. Maybe it's, hey, they're right on the water and, and they, they have a boat or they have a golf cart and so forth. You know, there's a little bit of a, uh, do I do it? Is there some liabilities? What, what's your thoughts on that? What's the best process to maybe decide if, if that's something you wanna do? Yeah, so one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna first preface that this is my opinion, right? And when I tell you this, you have to make sure that you've got the liability protection right. in place, yeah. right? I'm assuming that people carry insurance policies like I carry, yeah. Yeah. right? They I carry the top of the line insurance. Yeah. I carry very specific insurance for short-term rentals. If I wasn't lined up and have all of those things in place begin in before, I would never even consider this type of okay. stuff. I wouldn't consider getting in the game, Yes, but I wouldn't consider that. So I'm yeah. assuming that right. you have good really good insurance yep. that covers these types of things. Yep. If you do, and you build that into your cost, there's a lot of people who are afraid of amenities like this. Yeah. And so it can be one of those amenities, uh, the, you know, golf carts. There's a lot of communities and a lot of people that do golf carts. They're yeah. more common, especially in beach communities yeah. and you know, certain golf cart communities. That, that's a common amenity, right? right? And, and there's a couple ways to do it, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But boats, you know, vehicles, we have members who, who offer vehicles. Yeah. We've got members who offer watercraft, boats, all those different things. And they can it really sets them apart, right? Yeah. You got a lake house and the house comes with a boat that you can use while you're there for the week. I mean, that's huge. It's right? a big deal. It's a great right? experience. Yeah. yeah. And so, but there is liability that comes yeah. with that. And so there's ways to do that and ways to structure it. And I'm not going to get into the details of all of the different structures that you can do. I'll just throw some ideas out there again, right? Okay. This is not my legal advice on how you set it up because I don't know everybody's situation. Right. Sometimes you can set up an entity or rent from other entities. There's a lot of right. people who will rent you boats, rent you golf yeah. carts, rent you vehicles for a long period of time, for the entire season, yeah. right? And so they're basically, you're just renting it from them and they have a lot of the insurance policies in place and, mm -hmm. and it's not part of your short-term rental. It's an amenity that you provide. It's a third party that comes in and you're renting from, Gotcha. right? And so mm -hmm. that's a structure that you can do. And that's a very common structure, especially with golf carts and things like that. You get a brand new boat every year, you get a brand new golf cart every year, you rent it for the season. You just Sometimes people charge extra for those. It can right. be an actual moneymaker for you. It can be a profit center. If you say, hey, listen, we've got this boat. We've got it there for the for the season. You can rent it from X company for X amount and have a really discounted uh, rate maybe mm -hmm. where they where now all of a sudden they're renting direct from that person. Maybe you upcharge them right. more than what you're actually paying. There's a lot of ways to structure it, but there are amenities that when we go on vacation, it's fun to have that. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. Um, when COVID hit, the cars were a big deal. Rental car companies were like, there was just, there, you, you, it was almost impossible to find rental cars for a little while. Yeah. That's not the case anymore, but it was for a long time. And having a rental car at your property, that was like a big lift yeah. for your property to have a car there and available because there was a lot of areas where you just couldn't find rental cars, yeah. right? And so, I mean, people were renting like the vans or the trucks at Home Depot and they were go rent a U-Haul because they couldn't get rental cars. Right. And so our host and that we work within our mastermind, some of them realized, hey, this is a need. We can solve this problem mm -hmm. by providing a vehicle. And it, it just gives it that big of a lift. And all of a sudden they're become, I mean, one amenity like right. that can jump a price tier or two or put so quite a bit more money in your pocket. So I think they're really good. I actually like them. Yeah. I like the idea of them. 
is some people are scared to death of them. If you have the right insurances in place, right. if you have the right entity structures in place for asset protection, all those different things, I don't think it's something you have to be and, really super and scared And I think of. check with the property manager too, to make sure that they have yeah. the process. Well, absolutely. To, yeah. how, to you know, make sure that the, how it's can there, you deliver and it? the instructions yeah. and all that stuff. We stayed at a property in Mexico this was several years ago, and you, the the golf cart didn't come included with the property. However, the, it's very common that most people in this community use golf carts. So we suggest if you'd like to, you should get one, and we can get you set up with yes. the local company who leases them. They give us a great deal. Here's all the instructions on how to do it. You, we got on and we clicked, yes, we want it. And then it was there for our stay and it was super easy, but it, it wasn't actually with the company. So there's just options like yeah. that as well. Yeah, because you know? exactly. You can actually make it available without right. actually providing exactly. it, right? Yeah. Golf carts are common. Yeah. E-bikes, yeah. very common. We do that yeah. down in St. George. We yeah. got the, you know, the resort right. we're at yep. has e-bikes right, right there that you yeah. can rent. So we make sure that our guests know, hey, listen, if you if you're going to be going and exploring the state right. the state parks or whatever, there's amazing trails. There's e-bikes available right here. You can go grab them. Yeah, and so you can make them available without actually having to provide right. them. All right, good advice. Um, last question: uh, How important is it to have your partner or spouse on board with this uh, <laughs> journey and short-term rentals? So uh, this makes me laugh because we get this a lot. Yeah. In fact, I just uh, it makes me laugh because yesterday I got an email that said um, we we it was somebody that we spoke to. We invited him into the the uh, the mastermind that we have, and he said you need a course on oh, getting your getting your spouse yeah. on board. He was on I'm board. I bought in. I can sell anything to anybody except for my spouse, yes, right? Yeah, and so yeah. one. I kind of laugh about it, but it's in all seriousness, they have to be on board. I right. mean, come on. These right. are these are major assets. These are major decisions that you're going to be making together. Mm -hmm. Both of you have to be on the same page. Right. And right. it is a fun asset class. I've always said for, you know, I've been investing full time now for 23 years. I've been in a lot of different asset classes. We've done development deals, fix and flip, built a lot of properties, done all these different things that we've done along the way. And I've never been involved in an asset class like short-term rentals where actually spouses and families get involved together. Yes, no right? question. It, it is something that uh, we see a lot of spouses do together. Doing it together is not always necessary. One of you can take the lead on something, but both of you have to be in agreement that this is the road right. you want to run down, yeah. right? You're making major financial decisions, major yeah. life decisions that you're, you're both going to be needed to be involved in. Not necessarily meaning that they you both have to have a piece of it and a part of it like you, right. you both have to don't yeah. have to be active in it yeah. it is interesting because it across the board i would say most of our families that we work with and like the spouses are both pretty active right which is odd right yeah. i don't see that in other asset classes i love it i think it's a really fun part of it that i'm not saying that that has to be the case but to be on board and to be you know you know saying hey this is the road we want to run down as a family 100 you need to be involved. Yes, yeah absolutely they have to be it makes sense. I mean, the more yeah. the, the the likelihood of your success going up is, you know, really dependent on both partners being on board and, yeah. su and supporting each other. I mean, I don't. And like you said, it's a big financial decision. So, you know, buying a house, you know, those type of things. So absolutely. But it's interesting. We get that a lot about, hey, if you're interested in Vodacy and what we do, we we really want to talk to both we do you and your husband yeah. or wife I mean, or partner. We, we talk to that yeah. on our strategy, Absolutely. with our strategy coaches on the yeah. front end. Like, hey, you really, you really, we, we want to talk to both of you because yeah. we want to get a feel for if you're both on board. Because yeah. if you're not, it's going to be a struggle. I mean, I don't yeah. know how everybody else's marriage is, but mine, if I bought a house without telling <laughs> Teresa, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't she be might. as married as long yeah. as I have been. Yeah. 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 And be she doesn't get involved that, that much in our business. You're right. But I'm not 
not doing it but without you, Steve, informing her what's going on. Supports your decisions yeah. in this, yeah. So, yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's what we got for today, buddy. Okay. Good, We're good whiskey that one Wednesday. Up. All right. I appreciate your advice and yeah. uh, good job to uh, let everybody know what's going on with the personal side of yeah. uh, the new we home and everything. In the house. So we'll get settled in. We'll yeah. we'll talk a little bit more yeah. about that. I'm sure. All right, guys. We know how valuable your time is. We're going to keep it short today and wrap up. And we appreciate you spending your time with us. At the end of every episode, you guys know I ask two favors because we don't run ads. We don't do any sponsorships on these shows. And the first favor is if you got any value out of this, if you know somebody else that would enjoy these types of this type of an episode these advi the advice on the short-term rental game share the show you know with anybody that you know those things help us grow and they help us spread the message of what we're trying to do if you have more than 30 seconds we talked about reviews on the short-term rental side of life we'd love a review on the podcast or on YouTube wherever you're watching or listening to this on those things do help us grow the show continue to and continue to come out with better and better content for you guys stay in the in the game and uh, spread our message and then the final thing that we ask you at the end of every episode is to go pick one thing you can do today start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from cheers my friends all right buddy cheers buddy